morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday today. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Yes, yeah, Sunday, June 12th. Already the sixth month of the year. <laughs> Hard to believe. I know time has really flown by this this 2022 year. This uh um well go ahead and do the introduction. <laughs> so good morning. My name's Naomi Jewell. I am founder and director of NIA Center, and that is Mark Christmas, um, director of holistic wellness, Reiki Master, and all things healing, Mr. Mark Christmas. And this is the NIA Centers and NIA Center Sacred Space Sunday. And we are here to come together as an interreligious empowerment community. And our mission is to engage, educate, and empower one another through holistic wellness, integrative life and social programs. And Sacred Space Sunday is just our space to come together every other week. We're a bi-weekly community, virtual community, a place for spiritual expansion and learning through socially conscious conversations, drawing from inside sites from sages of the past and the present. We look to inspired text, ancient wisdoms, and ethical principles, all looking to light the path to individual and collective insight, application, and spiritual expansion. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, hey, I got a question for you. What would, what's an example of a sage from the present? Just, we're sages from the present. They, <laughs> they are, you know, spiritual teachers from today. You know, your minister at your church, that is a vehicle for sharing spiritual knowledge. You know, people who are looking to connect to source, to draw upon, you know, the universal principles, the spiritual principles, the source energy principles, and be either a channel or just a conveyor or purveyor of, of wisdom and truth. All right, got it. Okay. So good morning. A to agree, all. disagree? No, I, I I just was, I, it stood out to me in the, in the introduction today, stages of the past and the present. So. Right, because too too often um, in, in, in faith traditions and spiritual communities, there is a singular reliance on the teachers of the past. And usually whoever is the central figure um, that is seen to be the conveyor and purveyor of wisdom. And that some traditions um, believe that wisdom alone rests in, in that deity or that person or only those who have certain credentials or, you know, certain last names or, you know, Wisdom and truth is limited to a few, and I am of the belief in here in this community is that um, source energy, God, uh, speaks through many, many, many vehicles and channels. And as we are all manifestations of the divine, we all are inherently purveyors, conveyors of wisdoms and, and sages by the nature of our inheritance as God beings. Um, and so we would do ourselves well to look to the sages of the present as well as the past. Mm, like that. Okay. We always got some knowledge for us, theologian, <laughs> theologian over there. Um, 
so uh, let's talk about current events. I mean, unfortunately, the shootings continue, right? You know, we had, I think since our last talk, we had the shooting down in Uvalde, Texas, Buffalo. Uh, I think last weekend there were a couple more. Uh, I want to say Tennessee. Right? Tennessee is right in that. Well, that's the challenge there continuing to happen. It's just that only a small percentage make national news. Yeah. Um, I, I heard somewhere that there's been over 200 or something shootings this year, and it's only been 100 and something days. And so, yeah. twice as yeah. many shootings as days. Um, and so, this really is talking about the state of the world and, and what's going on. It's, it's a lot of unease and dis ease and disrest. Everywhere, you know, we, uh, you know, what's conquering the news streams now is the January 6th subcommittee hearings are going to start. I think Monday they're going to start, tomorrow they're going to start showing them. Yeah, they started Thursday and they're going to pick back up tomorrow. Yeah. Not not a lot of big surprises there for some of us. Some of us probably might be in denial around some information that's being brought forth. Um, (laughs) So your man was at the center, he knew it all. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, like you said, uh, maybe surprising to some and, and and not to others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I see we got we got one guest with us today. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. Whoever that is, just just joining in. We can say hi in the chat. We can say hi. Give you a shout out back. Um, um, what else is happening? Uh, you know, we welcome you know people. You know, as we as we're speaking, we're on screen. But you're with us as well in the chat. And so they use the chat as a place to dialogue and interactive conversations. You know, your thoughts around things that we say or questions or agreement or disagreement. All is welcome. We really we just require it that we be respectful in our listening uh, and in our responses, respectful to your own individual opinion, which is wanted and welcomed here as well. Right. Um, Absolutely. Good morning, Cheryl. Okay, is that what it is? DC Joy. Hope hopefully you are uh, feeling better. Yeah, yeah. Running from the black plat what's she call it? Flax of it. Hey, 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 hey. That's this is this is live oh, and international. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody even knows what that is. <laughs> no, they don't, and I want to keep it that way. So just stop right there. <laughs> Other people get to share their stories. We we don't share your stories. You share your own stories. That is that is one of the tenets of what makes a sacred space a sacred space, right? He is feeling better. So great, great. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That positive energy. Say that's okay. Okay, right. Like I said, she gets to choose, not us. (laughs) All right. So this is the month of June. We have some birthdays as well. Speaking of. Uh, DC Joy, your husband and yes. uh, son, both have birthdays this month, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of birthdays in our family. Cameron and uh, Russell birthday. Uh, yesterday okay. we celebrated with our niece Alana for her seventeenth birthday. Yes. She, she had a birthday birthday. on the seventh, and Treva D, that uh, is part of our sacred space family, had a birthday on the sixth, and yeah. my dad has a birthday coming up on the nineteenth. So yeah, that's Father's Day, right? That's mm-hmm. next next Sunday. Yep, we've got Father's Day coming up. So 
Happy uh, Father's Day to all of the fathers in whatever capacity you are in that fatherly role. Uh, we say thank you. We appreciate you standing up and supporting um, your individual families and our greater family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about Father's Day or fathers too often. Just in life, for whatever reason, it's just uh, outside of absent fathers, they get a lot of conversation. But, um, you know, it's tough to be uh, a parent. And whether that be a mother or father, I'm sure it's tough. There's, uh, uh, you know, a lot that goes into it, and we don't always get it right. And so I know as a father, there's been times that I haven't always got it right. My daughter, Madison, uh, and just ask that she still, uh, you know, love me and know that, that she is loved, even through my mistakes and my learnings. Yeah. We are all here learning, growing, and expanding. And it is just in that parental relationship that sometimes we forget that the parental relationship involves humans <laughs> and that we're all having a human experience and particularly for children who look to parents to be um, perfection. And so parents, to the extent that you are standing as an example of perfection, release that pressure from yourself and yeah. and allow them to see um, that the human experience is one of a continuous process of learning and growing and it is best when we can learn and grow uh together which at times um means being a space for forgiveness yes yes and, and asking for forgiveness being willing to admit and acknowledge that you that you didn't get it right all right that's, that's a big part of it um, you know, um, you know, in this month or just this time, we see a lot of graduation posts on social media. I know I've attended a couple here and, you know, you see the, the proud parent moments or the letters. You can see, the, you know, the parents just really excited about their kids uh, matriculating through school. And this, you know, I know shout out to the Shanks family. Spencer Payton just graduated high school and was on the way to Tuskegee University this fall. And so another Another high school grad, I think all the kids are finished high school. So big deal to the Shanks uh, on that accomplishment feat. Uh, Beasley, they just graduated their daughter. That's the last one of five that's finished high school. Um, big uh, accomplishment, big accomplishment. Yeah, five is no joke, right? Shit, one is no joke. <laughs> one, times, one times five is, is, is a big deal. So shout out to the Beasley family on their, uh, on their fortune and good luck to uh, Chloe, and she goes to, I think she's going to go to family. Yeah, family. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, whatever the choices are. <laughs> uh, what else do we have going? So, you know, you see it scrolling across the bottom, follow and subscribe to the NIA Center. We do have a podcast, right? We also are on Twitch. You know, some of you are watching us from Twitch. The podcast is called NIA Center Engage, Educating the Power. You can find it on Spotify. Podbean or places wherever podcasts are. They were still waiting on Apple's approval, right? Yeah, Apple is being complicated and and not quite sure what the technical glitch is, but theoretically we should be there. But where are lots of other places um, that you can find um, podcasts? Yeah, essentially what we do is we take this 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 session and we transcribe it into a podcast. We're transforming yep. that transcribing transforming. Into a podcast, and, and if so, you go here, 
you can find all of the different places that you can find the podcast. So you can just click here and be able to access all of the different platforms or listen to it directly on Podbean. Right, right. Um, what else do we have going on? Um, your love donations, you know. You, you know, well, I'll vote for that. If you if you do have an interest in uh, some of the sage on the stage, as we call it now, and the theologian, spiritual counseling or life counseling or executive coaching, uh, you can contact if you want to be on screen here on the Neosin on Sunday. Uh, if you're interested in, in learning how to do learning about Reiki, whether it be experiencing a Reiki treatment, or just learning how to do it for yourself, how to do self-treatments, how to heal yourself, how to protect yourself from unwanted energy in your family and your environment. Um, you know, I do Reiki trainings as well. We do them all virtually, and so we do it. You get to do it from the comfort of your home or wherever it is that you are without the stress of, of traveling to and fro. And it works out pretty good. A lot of folks have had a lot of great results from the experiences and in addition please contact us again we are a community that we are uh, gather wisdom from many different teachings and from many different perspectives so if you have a point of view are inspired to share know that we are a platform that will want to hear about what that divine inspiration is and possibly can be a place where you can share that divine wisdom. Or if you have people that you've seen or come in contact that you think, you know, are a good fit with our philosophies here at our sacred space, Nia Center family, please make those introductions. So uh, contact us with your thoughts, you know, with your request, with your introductions. You know, this is this is our community and this is one way to get in touch and stay in touch. Speaking right. of stay in touch, um, join our Facebook Allverse group. And this is open for anyone to post whatever uplifting content you may have, a poem, a thought, a message, a funny video, anything that will have our days be inspired, bring a smile, anything a vibration of right? ludge, yeah, anything, anything uplifting, right? anything uplifting. So join our community. It's a way to stay connected. It's a way for us to put into the universe. That's why it's all verse. It's all forms of verse and uh, creating our universe of love and up upliftment. So don't just join, contribute. That, are we in the multiverse? Well, I, apparently we are all in the multiverse, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. But in our all-verse group, we are seeking of your contributions of love, upliftment, of upliftment, and joy. What's up, legendary man? It's an awesome poet out of Buffalo. Uh, well, that's a great poet that we would love to to see what he's up to and can keep us up to date on what is going on with him in the all-verse group. Yeah, yeah, man. We you gotta get that uh get that Wi-Fi so we can get you on the screen, man, on the camera. We can bring you into the show live. All right. Uh good to see you, brother. Um go ahead. Well, I'm sorry now I cut you off. You were talking about okay. no, we were just talking about the all verse group. Right. So. Um you know you want to join Dana. Did we say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Dana. Oh no, I missed that. Yeah. Good morning, good morning. Hey, D. What's up, baby? Uh, yeah, so, you know, you want to if you want to be on the screen, contact us at neosin at gmail. 
as you saw there. Um, also, uh, you know, like I said, we'd love to have, we, you know, we have guest speakers from time to time. So if you're interested, you think you have something to share, uh, we'd be more than welcome having you as a part of the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, right? This is a space where all, all verses, you know, all thoughts, uh, all, all faith, all beliefs are welcome to share uh, boldly uh, what their experience is, right? Go ahead, Nate. Great. So um, love donations. We believe in the law of attraction, the law of circulation. And I know I uh, have committed to this practice. I give where I am spiritually fed. And it is just an act of knowing of, of abundance and that money is just my own natural energy yield. And so in those spaces and places that field uh, and fund and uplift my own energy, I give as it is given to me. And so if this is a space and place where you find spiritual nourishment, we thanks and appreciate your love do donations. They help to expand our vision. And, and that is exactly what our intention is to continue mm -hmm. to expand this vision. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, yo-yo, baby. As yeah. somebody else who had a big graduation, yeah, graduate in the house. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Graduate yeah. in the house. Those are some beautiful pictures. Everybody was wearing blue. It was like gorgeous. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah big deal big deal five beta sigmas in the house right? <laughs> <laughs> so with that do we want to move into our affirmation let's bring some of this some of this joy well let's talk next super space sunday is ah, yes. two weeks from now mm -hmm. right june 26 at 11 a.m same bat place same bat channel uh <laughs> we love you too yo yo love you yeah great day it was a great day yeah, uh, yeah, we can tell, can feel the energy just by looking at the pictures. So yeah, let's go ahead, Nate, and you want to walk us through our affirmation? Yes, yes. So affirmations, why do we do affirmations? So we say, you know, that there are two ways, two ways. Well, there's multiple ways, but um, a few of the ways, if you're looking to reconnect to your inner being, your spiritual self, the God within you, to really connect and like we said, so much going on in the world. How do you know what's real? How do you know what's true? How do you center yourself in the midst of chaos? There are a couple of ways that you can do it, though not limited. Three primary ways, meditation, prayer, and affirmation. Meditation, prayer, and affirmation. Meditation, prayer, and affirmation. And so affirmations are a way to say out loud, and even if you're whispering them to yourself, but to surround yourself with truth. You, we are getting so much messaging as we walk about and we hear conversations, we turn on the television, we get on social media, all of these messages we're getting, but how many of these messages are affirming? The thoughts that run through our head, our inner gremlin that is in there saying stuff that is just like <laughs> causing distraught. How do you break through this? Affirmations. Affirmations is one of the ways to cut through the clutter and remind yourselves of truth. So let's center ourselves today and, and, and affirm some truth. And so I will read and provide a space if you're in a space to repeat it to yourself out loud, but if not, at the very least, repeat it in your head. Gratefully and gracefully. 
I accept my place in the order of all that is. And I know that despite any appearances to the contrary, all things always are coming together for good. So let's do that one more time with great emphasis, excitement, eagerness, and awareness of its truth, gratefully and gracefully. I accept my place in the order of all that is. And I know that despite any appearances to the contrary, all things, all things, all things, always, always are coming together for good. Amen, Ashe, and so it is. So I think that that is a wonderful space and place to get ready to move into meditation. Were you going to say something, Mark? No, I was going to say thank you. I was grateful. Yeah, let's turn it down just a little bit. And I offer that you find your posture of presence ready to move into one of our other critical forms for connecting to spirit. And we say posture of presence because if you're in a space and place to sit and sit, feet on the ground, back direct, back erect, head up but chin slightly down finding release and relaxation in your body. If you're driving, continue to focus on the road, but have an ear to be awareness of my words. And look to be present with the road, the surroundings, the ground, the trees, the stop signs, the buildings, presence. If you're walking, again, present to each step, the sounds, posture of presence. In this moment, we want to focus on presence. And it came to me this morning to say a word of reminder of meditation, what it is, why it is, how it is. As we said earlier, meditation is one of the ways to reconnect to source energy, to ground yourself in reality, a space to find peace and clarity. How? How? By taking time to pause and simply focusing on the breath, Find your breath now. 
for it takes focus to find our breath. To focus on the breath, pushing out all other awareness and focusing on the breath, remembering the breath. Allowing the thinking, the planning, the worrying, the remembering to pause just for a moment. And when the thoughts, the plans, the memories pop in our head, okay, and let them pass. Go back to the breath. That moment, that minute, that second that you focused on breath, you have returned to your inner being, your source energy, your God self, your foundation, your soul. And the more moments, seconds, minutes, you can make that connection. There is peace. There is freedom. There is serenity. And you have found some moments in your day to be grounded, centered. And those moments expand. They're exponential. The clarity, the new ideas, the innovations, may not come in those seconds. Don't look for them to come in the seconds. We're only focusing on our breath. But because you chose it later in the day, something may come to you. A clarity, a revelation, a connection, an inspiration. (laughs) Over time, As the muscle builds, you will find you can meditate longer. You don't need to spend hours. Try to work up to 15 minutes. But start with two. Let's close our practice today at your own pace. Take three deep cleansing breaths. Breaths in gratitude. Thank you.
slowly, gently, lovingly bringing yourself back to the now. That was your trying to. No, it wasn't. I was trying to do exactly what I did. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, thank you. I love that posture of presence. It it, uh, it always invigorates me, um, but in a peaceful, like in a very calming manner. Uh, I feel much calmer uh, after you finish the session. Thank you for that. Um, Yes. Actually, two scriptures. Yes. We want to put it up and I will read. So today's reading is from Psalms 46, 5, 10 through 11 in the New Revised Standard Version and Mark 4 verses 35 through 40. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace. Be still. Then the wind ceased and there was dead calm. He said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? 
Thank you. Thank you. That's a, uh, I say a famous, uh, popular reading from Matthew around Jesus speaking to the storm. And, you know, I, I find a lot of things that are interesting and we'll get to that a little bit later on in the, in the talk. Uh, but he was asleep, right? And so, um, you know, the, the topic today is the key to peace, the key to peace. And, uh, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind as I think about that is, you know, I look and say, what is the, you know, as I, my background is, and I identify as Christian, uh, is, you know, there's a, a scripture in Psalms that says, our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our way. Psalm 37 and 23. And earlier, God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. Right. And so uh, God basically will will help when the morning dawns and says, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Uh, and that's another uh, a verse from a couple of verses from Psalms as well. Psalms 46, chapter uh, verse five, verses 10 to 11. Um, so let's talk about peace. What is the key to peace? And so um, why don't we define peace per first? So uh, one of the definitions, according to Webster, if you Google it, says freedom and disturbance, freedom from disturbance or tranquility, right? The absence of war. And so you think we're, we're at war like they are in uh, uh, Kosovo, Um you know, there's a lot of, of angst and, and anger and, and upset and disruption on both sides, right? And uh, there really isn't any tranquility. You know, when we see the, the captures over here by on the news, the captions of the people trying to, you know, the mass exodus or uh, show the, the buildings are they all bombed out, burned out. So peace is the absence of war. Uh, and so, you know, and that's 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 would be peace between like warring nations. But if you think about it from on a human standpoint, the absence of war in your in yourself, right? And so, um, my my thought is that I'd offer that acceptance is the key to peace, right? And when we say acceptance, that means the quality or state of being accepted, right, or acceptable. Um, uh, the act of accepting something or someone. And so to accept yourself means to not deny or suppress what you're feeling, but you acknowledge it, right? So you are aware of it, of what it is that you're feeling, what's going on, but rather than tyrannizing or beating yourself up about it because you're having these negative or unpleasant emotions, you will adjust and you'll sort yourself out when you accept yourself as you are, right? When you accept yourself, acceptance comes adjustment. And acceptance helps you to adjust to whatever the situation or circumstance is at that moment, right? Acceptance, another way is of saying acceptance means fully acknowledging the facts of a situation and not fixating on how it should not be that way, right? So fully acknowledging the facts of a situation, this is what it is, and not fixating on how it shouldn't be that way. And, you know, this mindset moves us away from often harsh judgment of ourselves and allows us to break away from the thoughts of guilt or unfairness, right? Because they would go, that war, you know, if you got guilt or unfairness, there's the war that becomes present. 
uh, you know, and the judgment creates a, this disturbance of tranquility. So, um, you know, there's a quote from the Dalai Lama that says, we can never obtain peace in the outer world until we make peace within ourselves. So, um, you know, clearly peace is a, is a job, it's an inside out job. It's an inside out job. Now, acceptance by its nature is not perfect, right? It, it's messy, it can be unpleasant, while ultimately leading to a place of growth, a sense of freedom, and a life familiar with ease. Uh, but I know it's because I've had a lot of painful acceptance in my life. Basically, I was in resistance to accepting the, the, the facts of the situation, as I said earlier. And uh, it led to, um, to not having peace, right? A disruption of the tranquility. And so, uh, you know, it's been crucial as I think about acceptance and helping me move beyond the stuckness of fear and suffering, right? Um, now, I offer that acceptance is also related to faith. We you know we started out the readings, a couple of readings from the scripture where it talks about God being in the midst of the city, it should not be moved. Uh, we talked about, uh, uh, you know, the story of, of Jesus uh, and the storm on the ship and the people were scared and the answer at the end is that, uh, have you still no faith right now? The Bible talks about acceptance. If I use that word about 116 times between the Old and the New Testament, right? 116 times. So it's, it's, it's a pretty familiar uh, phrase that's in the Bible, right? So, um, you know, when we talk about peace, be still. And so, uh, you know, in a war, there's constant activity. There's a constant moving back and forth. Uh, and what I found interesting around the scripture in Mark that Naomi read was that Jesus was asleep through all of this turmoil. So, uh, you know, to be sleeping like that, you know, and they talk about the ship was being tossed to him, water was splashing over the sides, and people were in an uproar, and, and he was asleep. And so he had a peace that was within that was not um, disturbed by what was happening outside or around him, right? And so, um, you know, and there's several scriptures. Another one that's in Jeremiah 29, it says, For well, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, when we talk about a hope and a future, in Hebrews 11, it talks about now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, you know, when you hope for something, it doesn't exist, right? Something that you're hoping that will come to pass, and so faith is a substance of those things that you're hoping for, and the things that you aren't the evidence of things not seen. And so, uh, faith is an important part of acceptance, right? Uh, now, when we talk about acceptance, let's talk about accepting people and situations, right? As I earlier I said, acceptance means fully acknowledging the facts of a situation and not fixating on how it shouldn't be that way, right? And it moves us away from often harsh judgment of ourselves and others, right? And also allows us to break away from the thoughts of guilt or unfairness, right? Um, you, know, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, if you accept the facts of the situation is, there's a verse that says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your words. My soul knows it very well. And that's, that's, that's a song 
139 in verse 14, where it's talking about accepting the fact that you, that I, you know, as Naomi talked about and we went into the uh, posture of presence, uh, that you're connected to source, right? You're connected to this divine entity that is the source of all, that is the source of everything, right? And so, so all that the Father, all that source gives me will come to me, right? And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. You know, it's similar. I, I listen to affirmations in many mornings. And uh, one of the affirmations that Kenneth Soros says is, all that I seek is already within me, right? And so, um, you know, the Father has given us everything, right? And it's just a matter that uh, we accept the fact. Uh, uh, we accept it instead of reject it, right? Um, and, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scripture that I really love in Matthew that talks about. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Right now, I don't know if some of you listening can connect with this, but when, you know when you when you don't have peace present, there's a lot of there's anxiety. You know, and I went to the neurologist as, as many of you know. I'm recovering from a stroke, and neurologist is a, a part of my uh, treatment plan. And I haven't been sleeping well, and I've been having some anxious anxiety. What he described as anxiety uh, around uh, working and some of the things that are happening at, at, at the workplace. Uh, will that be enough to to continue to deliver the lessons and, and be with the students in a way that was effective, right? And it says, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or, nor about your body, what you will put on. So is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? It, it tells us to look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. They don't store food up. And yet, the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are we not of more value than they? And, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour, single hour to his span of life? Right? And so we notice that anxiety does not produce any, any results that are healthy or positive. Right? Uh, and then we talked about judgment, you know, accepting things as they are without harsh judgment. Uh, and there's another scripture in Romans that talks about, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions, right? So one person may believe he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or fails, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Right, And so what, what we really see is that accepting the things we cannot change with grace reflects that we have a choice. Right, And so one of the keys to peace is acceptance, as we, as we talked about it. And that acceptance is a choice. Right Now, the choice is not is to not resist and to surrender to what is despite our wanting things to be different, right? It's, it's, it's getting to a place of acceptance is often easier said than done. But again, we always, always, always have a choice. And, and as the Buddha saying goes, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. So, so through acceptance, we choose not to suffer and put ourselves on a path to finding inner peace, right? 
And so accepting the things we cannot change with grace reflects a choice. And so one of the keys, we want to talk about the keys to peace of mind, right? Um, now, we can only experience peace by accepting ourselves and the present, right? Now, that doesn't mean things can't change. It just means we end the pain of resistance, right? And so, um, you know, you right now, you may be having some cash flow problems that you're working through. So it doesn't mean that, that, that that's going to always be, right? But it means that you just acknowledge that that's what it is. You deal with it as it is uh, instead of resisting it, and you're able to move through it with some peace, experience some peace in having that cash flow uh, problem, right? Um, so I, I would say that the key to peace is making peace within yourself first, right? It is our inherently selfish and egoistic uh, and hateful nature that drives us towards ruthless, exclusive competition, fighting for resources and survival, right? Now, this reminds me of a story about paying for dinner uh, before my father-in-law did when I was in my first marriage. Uh, and I was working, I had a pretty decent job and we go out to dinner, he'd, tell you, he'd come to town or we'd go to visit, we come to visit them and we go out to dinner and it'd be a battle on who's gonna be able to pay the bill first, right? And so we, you know, somebody, we'd excuse ourselves of going to the bathroom and drop the credit card off at the waiter back there and tell them not to bring the bill out. And all of these disruptions. And it was coming to a time where uh, my wife at the time was getting ready to graduate from medical school and having a celebration in Chicago. And I had a big plan and I was really uptight because I knew he was gonna come and I wanted to pay for it. And he was, it would be a big deal around me paying for it. And uh, there was a guy that I res respect a lot and he was like, well, it sounds like you need to make an adjustment, right? Like you gotta get some acceptance with uh, what's going on uh, and just, you know, allow him to be whoever he is without judging that. Uh, you can let him know that you want to pay, and if he doesn't accept it, then you know he doesn't accept that. And so, it uh, it, it just reminded me that you know what I did was was having judgment of myself. What does that mean if I can, I'm having this dinner but I can't pay for it? Or what does that mean he always has to pay for it? You know, uh, feeling like I uh, was less than because of, of his expression. We talked earlier about parenting and uh, how you feel joy as a parent. And so really, who was I being to deny him his ability to express his proudness and in, in, in his child and his offspring's matriculation through life, right? And so, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's what that story reminds me of. And so um, I want to talk about a couple of things in terms of peace, right? In terms of the keys to peace. And so a number, our number one pursuit and easily the most important and great ingredient to have to be successful is peacefulness, right? So peacefulness is our highest human good. Have you ever been around somebody that's this total peace? I mean, you can just like feel it coming out when you're, you're in the space around them. You feel calm, they're smiling and things that just seem like at ease. Uh, very calm and peaceful. And so when you're at peace, you're really at your highest human good. Right? And without it, nothing else really matters or has much value, right? Because of this, all other goals should be subjective to the pursuit of peace, right? It is the basic precondition for enjoying everything else in life, right? Enjoying everything else in life, right? 
Now, peace of mind is your internal gyroscope. So when you're living in harmony with your highest values and innermost convictions, when you are perfectly balanced in life, then you will enjoy peace of mind. If for any reason you com you compromise your values or go against what you know to be right, your peace of mind is the first thing to suffer. Remember we talked earlier around the actions of war. So if you're going against what you know is right, you're at war with it, right? And so your peace of mind is the first thing to suffer, right? Now, achieving peace of mind must be the central and most important organizing principle of your entire life. It must always be the ultimate objective and goal to which all your other goals align. So I will boldly assert that you can only be successful at business and life to the degree which you can achieve your own happiness, your own contentment, your own sense of personal well-being. In short, your own peace of mind. Now, what I find is the major obstacles to your peace of mind are defined below as these emotions and mindsets. And I want to cover what some of these mindsets and emotions are that uh, that affect that the obstacles in your peace of mind, right? So ask yourself and acknowledge the thoughts, then be willing to release them. You know, we talked about this before uh, in the meditation a couple of weeks ago that Naomi let us rain, recognize, acknowledge, right? And then uh, you label it, and then you're able to let it go once you've done that thing. So. The first question is, what are you fearful of? What are you fearful of? The second thought or emotion would be, what are you angry about? Right? What are you angry about? And then the third one would be, what doubts plague your thinking? What doubts plague your thinking? Right? And the next question would be, what do you experience guilt over? What are you feeling guilty about? Right. Another one would be, of what are you resentful? Right? Of what are you resentful? They talk a lot about resentment and uh, recovery rooms, or resentment and a pot of coffee uh, uh, and recovery rooms. And then what do you worry about? So these, what we found is that in the absence of the above negative emotions, Peace of mind is your natural state. But when you're fear, angry, doubt, guilt, resentment, and worry, you it, it directly opposes your peace of mind. So therefore, the key, therefore, to success and happiness lies in eliminating or greatly reducing the noise and the impact of, of the above six negative stressful emotions. Right? And when you finally set peace of mind as your number one goal in all situations, and then plan everything in your life in terms of whether it helps or hinders your attainment of that goal, you will find yourself operating from a higher set of principles, feel wonderful about yourself, and find that all other goals worth having will be drawn to you. So everything that I seek is seeking me. Right. right. Now, here's another thing some, some, I want to get into. and so Learn to live in the moment, in the here and now, right? So you don't need to change your place, but just change your mind, right? So learn to live in the moment in the here and now, right? So a, a, a simple key to acquiring this serenity that predisposes us to peace is to welcome life at every moment that passes as a gift from God, right? There's a scripture, so to 
welcome that everyone has as a gift from God. And then the fascination leads to praise and worship, right? Because through that fascination with creation, we find the signature of the creator. We, we see the source in everything, whether it be like a child is discovering the colors of a tree leaf, uh, the, the birds, the sounds that they make in the air. And as a, as a child, we, as we fill with trust in this tender and amazing God. And then the, the last thing I'll say is to be docile and flexible in God's hands. So you already know what it takes to be at peace and completely calm, not disturbed and not upset about anything, to forget the past, to live as if the future did not exist, to live for God in the present moment. That is to live as if you did not have a life of your own, but let God live as he sees fit, right? Um, and so I want to close with this scripture, right? This closing scripture is that peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's in John chapter 14, verse 27 from the uh, King James Version. So um, there's four keys to peace that I want to go over. And now you'll see those in the, in the banners. The first is the child of God who experiences peace is the child who chooses to believe God is fully his, right? So not just as Lord or Savior, friend, comforter, and confident, but peace comes from knowing who you are and who you belong to, right? So if you know that you're source and you come from source, and this source is, a, is, is you, then you know who you belong to, you know who you are, All right? Uh, the second is the child of God who experiences peace doesn't look to the world to prove her value or to guarantee fulfillment. So you look at, you're not looking externally for um, acknowledgement of who you are, right? You, you recognize that internally, right, to... That, that you are connected with source, with God, and you know you can only feed your spirit with spiritual things, right? And so your days are spent focusing on worldly appetites, but you have an internal, eternal perspective that the world cannot take away. In this, there's peace, right? The key to peace number three, the third key. The child of God who experiences peace is acquainted with trust. Now, trust and peace go together like peas and carrots, right? Uh, when there is one, there's another. When peace is not present, trust usually is absent. The child of God who experiences peace knows trust isn't just something that happens to him. It's a choice he makes each day to focus on the truth that he is loved and that God is in control of all that concerns him. And then here's the fourth and final key to peace. The child of God who experiences peace knows how to surrender to God's plan. So the surrender isn't giving up. It's giving in, right? It's that this is what's happening. This is the fact of the situation. And I'm accepting that, not wishing that it would be different, but just allowing it to exist, right? And the child of God who experiences peace is ready to lay down his or her agenda for God's agenda and trust God with their future, right? And you know that when you give into the God who loves you, cares for you, and is almighty, you can experience peace. So let me close with the insight plus application equals results, right? And there's, there's two applications. 
One is I say, choose one of the four above keys to peace and pray about it. You know, as they talked about, if you spend two minutes in meditation, pray about it, ask the Lord to help you trust him more. Right. And so whether that be uh, uh, chooses to believe God is fully yours, uh, chooses to who experiences peace, doesn't look to the world to prove your value. The child who experiences peace is acquainted with trust. The child of God who experiences peace knows how to surrender to God's plan. But choose one of those keys to peace and pray about it. Right? Asking the Lord to help you to trust him more. Because we talked about peace and trust go hand in hand. The second thing I offer you is the serenity prayer. And it was a prayer written by an American theologian, Ray, Reinhold Nabur, who was an American reformed theologian, ethicist, uh, ethicist, uh, not exorcist, ethicist, commentator on politics and public affairs, and professor at Union Theological Seminary, shout out Naomi, for more than 30 years. Now, Nabur was one of America's leading public intellectuals for several decades of the 20th century and received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1964. Now, the serenity prayer goes as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So two things. One, pray about one of the four above keys and ask God to help you trust him more. And then two, when you're noticing there's this disruption of your peace or there seems to be some unwilling to be, to have acceptance, to be present to the, the facts of the situation, use a serenity prayer to support you in moving back towards that peaceful state. And with that, and so it is, I'd like to say thank you for your, your time and um, uh, listening. Love to hear from you or some of your thoughts around, uh, oh, Ukraine. I said Kosovo, I'm sorry, yeah, in Ukraine. Uh, thank you, uh, wifey. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> That's a word, DJ. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and some of my kids say facts. So, uh, yeah, the serenity prayer, when I first learned it, it means sometimes I might say it a hundred times in a day, right? Because I find myself getting upset and somebody said something that dis disrupted me or disrupted how I was feeling or I didn't like the way that they said it. and um, Or, you know, because I, I like to think that I'm right right, and justified and being right, and others aren't, and so that often, you know, that's not acceptance, right, and so, uh, I, like I said, I struggled with the actions of peace, I, I know that pain uh, of, of not having acceptance, and then the pain that's associated with that. Nayano, any thoughts? You on mute. <laughs> I sure am. So I thought that was f fantastic. And um, thank you. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about anxiety. So thank you for your own personal share about anxiety and and um, how anxiety is the opposite of the things that you are encouraging and talking about in terms of how you find peace and that acceptance um, and anxiety don't live in the same space, right? And it's interesting because I, I never thought of myself as someone who experienced or dealt with anxiety for the longest. I equated it with more like, you know, having panic attacks and things of that nature, things that um, I did not associate with my own experience. 
but now at in an older age and with you know more wisdom I, I recognize that I have lived the better part of my life in a perpetual state of anxiety and anxiety was has been historically so much my norm and so much my, my, my most operandi, as they say, that I couldn't distinguish it as anything but normative for myself. You know, a constant state of being hypervigilant and, and worrying. And, you know, I shared the questions that you, you offered in, in the chat so people can return to them. And also you can return to this on video. It is on Facebook. So you can go back and rewatch it. It's on YouTube. You can go back and rewatch it as well as it will be in a podcast. So you can listen to it as you drive, as you walk, as you exercise. So you can return to all of these teachings. But, you know, what am I feeling guilty about worrying? about, um, you know, the long list, what am I resenting? What, what am I doubting? What am I angry? You know, these emotions were something that were, you know, very much resident in my body and my spirit in the way that I was moving in the world, although not conscious. And it was mm -hmm. only with a consciousness and, and a willingness to pause through meditation and affirmation because affirmation, when you say something there, if you're paying attention, there will be something in your spirit energetically that'll feel like it's on the same wavelength with what you just said, or it's going to feel in your body. You said it, but you're going to be able to tell, I don't really think that. <laughs> I don't really believe that. Yeah. I just said that, but that doesn't really feel authentic for me. So you're going to know where you are in relationship to that affirmation. And that's why it's important because it's a pointer. It, it's that's telling why faith you is important because faith, faith has to go. If you don't have the faith, then it just, it goes nowhere. Right. But sometimes you don't even recognize where you're lacking faith. And so that's why even saying the affirmation and noticing that this doesn't feel authentic for me is letting you know that that's a space to meditate on, think about, recognize, well, why don't I feel like, you know, I am worthy of this? Well, why don't I think that this is true for my existence? What is that about? And that's where you can bridge that gap, I think, and bring faith in. So I think this conversation around peace is very timely, given what's going on in the world. This conversation around peace is very timely, given a heightened awareness around our own mental health and the traumas that are um, not only intergenerational, but perpetual um, for many of us, given our social identities. And so thank you. Yeah, thanks. So Cheryl D.C. Joy said you love surrendering to God's plan. Now that... That first part of your, your quote, that's big. Uh, I can't say that I've always been there. I've resisted surrendering for the majority of my life. Because like a full surrender, like like fully giving it. I wanted to give in the parts of God's plan, but not the whole plan. But uh, you had to do that with your quest to move to another level in your career. And then you came from path with the plan. What was the top? Throughout the process, I trusted it would work out. Okay. Um, yeah, that trust is a, is a big deal, right? You know, trust, acceptance, and trust, uh, they go they go together. They say, like, peas and carrots. I like that. Um, so none of these are original thoughts. I didn't come up with all of this on my own. You know, I, 
the topic will come to me through divine guidance, and I'll research, research, and see what you know. What what does the scripture have to say about it? What other uh, thoughts out there? Different thought leaders. What do they have to say about it? And then I put the the talk together. Uh, I claimed a different path early on, but I was wrong. Careful with yeah. claiming. Yeah. yeah, Cheryl, I think you you really are bringing up one of the most critical points around acceptance and peace. And as Mark is talking about surrendering and and allowing is and it and it's countercultural. It's countercultural, right? So culture says have a plan. What's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? What's your next move? What's going to be your next role? What do you want to be? Name it, declare it. And when you win it, you've won. And when you don't, you failed. And what if all of that is wrong? And what we get to be clear about is, like you, Cheryl said, I'm ready for the next level of experience in my career. I want, you know, greater leadership skills, or I want a bigger team, or, you know, more the the experience that you want, the feelings that you want. I want greater freedom. I want more uh, ability to use my authority. I want to expand my skills. And whatever that looks like, I'm good with versus I want to be the VP of social engagement at this company in this department on this day. It might look like that, or it might look radically different, but focusing on energetically the experience that you're looking to create and releasing to God the how, surrendering to God the how and the details uh, can be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was uh, I was having a conversation with my students, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, around what they were going to do this summer. And, you know, it was like, tell two truths and one thing is not true. I said I was going to Hawaii. And they were like, that's not true. The teachers don't make enough, a lot of money. I know you're not going to Hawaii. And I found myself like, wow, did you just really say that? <laughs> and uh, they talk about what are you worried about? What are you angry about? What they say? Body blow, body blow, body blow. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what doubts plague your thinking? But there's there's just things that happen that other that outside of your control is that accepting the facts of a situation um, uh, is the key because you're not looking to change that. You said pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. I thought that that was a really powerful quote. That's why I included it in the talk that that pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And you can choose not to suffer. Right. <laughs> so that's cold blood. Yeah, you gotta let them know. Like, look, you you don't know the extent of my manifestation. You don't know what's possible. Don't be walling out, travel to Hawaii for me. I'm going next week just because you said that. <laughs> now I'm definitely going to Hawaii. <laughs> oh. Oh gosh, but yeah, you know, and 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 you know, we can all fall into those beliefs because the worlds will reinforce um, things other than the greatness and the unlimited power of source energy. Um, if we if we like you said, Mark, uh, allow ourselves to go down to ninety eight point seven on the dial when we're really you know ready to vibrate and energetically experience over on one hundred seven point nine. Right, right. You're trying to get the jazz station, but you got the rock station tuned in. 
Correct. That's, that's the vibe you're going to get. That's the, that's the frequency you're going to get. You get yeah. what, you, what you're tuned into. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's been interesting. Wow, it's already after 12 o'clock. I, I must have went on for a while. Huh? <laughs> it was a good talk. It was a good talk. It was timely. So thank you. Thank you. But maybe we should go ahead and move into, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids are real honest, right? They'll stay out loud with, you know, everybody else is thinking. So, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, why don't we move into um, a closing prayer and okay. um, send out, you know, blessings of oneness, love, and joy to all. And, and it is, it, it is our prayer and what um, I meditate on that, that is your experience, each of your experiences and our collective experience and experience of oneness and experience of love and experience of joy and that that is the faith um the acceptance and the vibration that is yours today and every day so gratefully and gracefully i accept my place in the order of all that is and i know that despite any appearances to the contrary all things always are coming together for good and so i come as i come in prayer this morning lift up those that are listening whether it be live, whether it be on a recording uh, at some point in the future, that anything and all things are working together for their good. Well, as we talked about this, this concept of P to peace and the keys to peace being acceptance, but well, we thank you, Lord, for the willingness to, to embrace acceptance as a way of life, right? To have the absence of, of the disturbance of, of being at war emotionally or physically uh, in our thoughts, you know, the negative emotions that, that, that interfere with this acceptance, the doubt, the resentment, you know, the, well, they should have, they should have done this to me or they should have called me that I deserve to get this acknowledgement. I didn't, well, all those things, or that's that you just look to come in and give us something that supersedes that uh, ability to focus on them, to acknowledge them, but also to be willing to let them go. Lord, and, and move towards this acceptance and this peace because you are the source of all that is. And uh, this, and we are created out of that source and therefore we have access to all that is because of you being the source and therefore making us the descendants of that source as well. So we thank you for that role. We thank you for a safe week in front of us and, and those that are coming forward, moving through the week and those that are traveling, give them safe travels on the highways and byways as we move over these next few weeks between the next Sacred Space Sunday. Father's Day is a celebration of, of the fathers and, and the world uh, that you uh, allowed them the experience of being loved and, and appreciated. Um, we just thank you for all that is and all that will be because of you and through you. Amen. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Ashe. And so it is. Thank you, everyone, for a blessed uh, Sacred Space Sunday. And we look forward to seeing you soon, inshallah. Um, and you can find us back here, as Mark said, um, same um, vibrational channel, same... <laughs> same vibrational energy uh, on June 26th. And so uh, in the meantime, in the in between time, um, choose uh, oneness, love, and joy. 
Hey, Big Wolf too. Great, great to. Uh, I know. I have to, to tell myself I'm that Big Wolfy. Every time. Every time. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. The brain does a processing and says, "No, no, no." Big Wolf too. Got it. <laughs> all right, all. We love you. Have a wonderful Sunday or whenever it is you are listening to us. Uh, may you be blessed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>